intentions, then you, you're thinking of what that person 
what that person was thinking of when they caused this action to take place. What did they have in mind? I'm sure you've at one time or another been asked, or you have asked somebody, particularly your son or daughter, what were you thinking? Well, you know what? I'm glad to tell you this morning, I can tell you what Jesus Christ not only was thinking, but what He is thinking. What He is intending for you. Acts 2.38 is what His intention is all about. He meant it. It was His purpose. Before the foundation of the world, He intended for Acts 2.38 to be your salvation, your means to salvation. He meant for you to be able to have a way to repent of your sins, that you could tell God you're sorry and that you could also turn away from those sins. And He meant for you to have His name, the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins could be fully pardoned and sent away and remembered no more. And that you could have His name, His inheritance, that you could be His child, an heir, and a joint heir. Amen. And He fully intended for you to receive His Spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost which is the gift of the Spirit. It is the gift of grace. It is also known in your Bible as the Comforter. Everybody said praise the Lord. I want your mind this morning to think for just with, with me for just a moment. The Bible teaches in 1 Timothy 3.16 that God, in John 4 and 24, said, is a spirit... God, who is a spirit, was shown clearly or manifest in the flesh. It also means the word manifest to demonstrate. So the invisible spirit showed himself visibly. The spirit was shown clearly and demonstrated in the flesh. He was demonstrating. He was showing. He was making it clear what his intentions were. What he was thinking when he overshadowed Mary and spoke the word. And that which was conceived in her was of his Holy Spirit. What he was thinking when he said, I prepared a body and in it I dwell to the fullness. And I'm going to raise the dead. I'm going to cleanse the cancerous. I'm going to open the blind eyes and unstop the deaf ears and loose the string of the tongue of the mute what I'm intending all the things I'm doing is to bring to you the way of salvation Acts 2.38 God's not playing games He's not showing off He's not trying to prove that He can do anything He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody He is God he is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. And He has written of Jesus. It said He's the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace, the Wonderful and the Counselor, the Mighty and the Almighty God. This one true invisible God said, I will come in the flesh. 
I will show myself clearly. I will, I will not hide my intentions. Is it not written that he called them during the days of his flesh, in his earthly ministry, that he called them together and fulfilled what was spoken by him in the book of Psalms? And he said, I will open my mouth in dark sands. I'm going to bring things that have been hidden from the ancient days, and I'm going to bring them to light. I'm going to pass right through in your darkness, and light is going to spring up, and you're going to get the revelation. You're going to get the light. You're going to get the insight. You're going to get the sense. My church is going to make you to know how to be saved. They're going to make you know my intentions. The way I intended to be. My purpose. My purpose. What are you thinking, Lord? Oh, that's going to be made very clear what I'm thinking. I'm not going to hide this. This is, this is, that's why when that flesh, that body prepared, died on the cross. God didn't die. He's a spirit. The spirit withdrew from that prepared body and the body was left lifeless. That's why the body cried out and said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because the spirit of life was leaving that body that was made lower than the angels. That body that had the nature of you and I. And then when he withdrew from that body, then the Bible teaches that a great and mighty angel took a sword and slit the veil and rent it in two because he said I'm out of here my intentions are going to be clearly made known mercy is to everybody love is to everybody the Holy Ghost and my name and forgiveness is for whosoever will not going to be hidden behind a curtain and a veil anymore because that body that died on the cross becomes the veil and you have access through that flesh, through that veil, to the Spirit and the power of the Almighty God. The invisible demonstrated this visibly. He made it crystal clear for the hungry of heart. For it is written, Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness. He's going to show you that His kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit of the Lord, in the gift that is purchased on the cross for each and every whosoever will, each and every hungry and thirsty person, each one that will begin to understand what God was thinking, what His purpose is. As I said, He didn't come to, to prove anything or to show off anything. He didn't have to, uh, He'd already created the heaven and the earth, you know, and, and everything in it. He didn't have to, what he's looking for is for you to believe. Certain things have been done so that you would believe. All these blind eyes are open. All these wonderful miracles. Oh, people can get a healing touch, get a blessing of the Lord, and they want to claim that they've got it. And no, those things are done to bring you to what his intentions are, to bring you to the fullness of what he's thinking when he put this into action, when he caused this to happen. Hear me when I tell you, he led them out, and 500 of them, and he told them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, repentance and remembrance mission of sins is to be preached in my name. What's his name? Thank you. It's not Buddha. It's not Confucius. It's not titles, Father, Son. Oh, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. 
So you pray in that name and you keep praying. You ask in that name and you keep asking in that name. You bless your food in that name and you keep doing that. You pray for the sick and yourself in that name. You keep doing that, but you want to get baptized in that name to get all your dirt taken care of. That's the only way. And so, above 500, he's giving them last minute instructions. A glorified body that was raised up from the dead because the spirit, the eternal spirit, re-entered that body and glorified it. And now he's giving them last minute instructions. And they're looking at him. And he's gaining some, getting taller because <laughs> he's lifting up from the earth. The angels are saying, why stand you here gazing? Acts chapter 1. He said, he's coming back. Same way he's going, he's coming back. No wonder it was written that he would come back with the voice and the trump and, and the angels and the glory and the power and the dead in Christ were going to rise first. Amen. You've got to be alive in Christ so that when you're dead in Christ, you're going to rise. Okay? You've got to be alive in the Holy Ghost. You've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. So when that trumpet sounds and he descends with the voice of the archangel and all of the glory of the Spirit is with him, you want to hear that voice and come up out of that grave. You want to come up out of that sepulcher. You want to come up out of that hole in the ground. And you want to be caught up to meet him in the air. And the, and the ones that are alive and preaching and witnessing and teaching and worshiping and living for him are going to be caught up together with them and so shall we ever be with him oh there's purpose to his thinking he's not doing things aimlessly he's not just wandering around schlepping around uh, walking in circles oh no 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 Jesus does things with purpose and he wants you to know what the intent is how he intended it to be he did not intend for you to shake a hand he, and call that salvation. He did not intend for you to pick up some card and read some prayer and then sign it and date it and call that salvation. That wasn't his intentions. There's no examples of that in the Bible whatsoever, nor any other thing that mankind driven by the wrong spirit and tradition and pride can come up with. You go right back to that word of God and you tell God, I want to know what you were thinking. I want to know what's going on here. I want you to open my understanding that I might understand what I'm looking at and what I'm hearing here. I want to have what you intended what your purpose was for me what did you intend for me that he intended for you was acts 238 he brought it all together and as one lawyer in this town said many years ago he said in our witnessing to him he said well he said acts 238 he said that sure says it all in a nutshell doesn't it and i said yes it most certainly does it just pulls it all together and just puts it there for you plain as day amen but it's going to depend on your heart because if you're gonna if you're gonna have have the fruit to come, then you're gonna have to have a good and an honest heart. Say, but I'm bad. I'm sinful. I know that. We all are. We're born that way. We fall short. But the whole point is that His purpose is to bring you out of the darkness, to bring you out of the sin, to bring you out of the dirt. And His means of salvation is what He told them. I want you to go and wait for me in the church house. And when you're there, you worship, you praise, you magnify. And He visited them. He met them. And the Bible teaches they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with other tongues or 
languages as the Spirit gave them the ability to do so. And then Peter told the whole known world what God was thinking. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you and you and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The way Jesus intended it to be. Let's not, let's not try to change his intentions. Let's not try to change his plan. Let's not try to twist this up and fumble this up and mess this up. Let's, let's just be obedient to it, submissive to it, and uh, flow with it. Be happy about it. Embrace it. Be persuaded of it. The Bible teaches that uh, later on in the 10th chapter of Acts that uh, there was a man who was feeling the pull. Now, no man, nobody can come except there's that pull by the Spirit. But believe me, he's pulling everybody because he's not willing that any should perish. You want to know God's will? There it is. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And after repentance, that all should come to being baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the full pardon of their sins, and that all should come to receiving the free gift. I did say free gift of the Holy Ghost. Everybody said praise the Lord. They had one nut pass through here years ago, and he set up a tent across from what used to be Lakeshore Middle. Well, you're going to know why I said he's a nut in just a minute. Let me tell you, he was a whole garden of nuts. And uh, the, back, the whole back 40, and he uh, he put up a tent, and one uh, one guy that was had been coming here, and he he just for some crazy reason quit coming, and that's the only reason he would quit coming. And he got took some crazy idea and some crazy thought that I didn't know what I was doing, and he was gonna go around and find somebody that was doing it more correctly and 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 right. And so he ambles into this tent, sits in the back row, and begins to observe. And all of a sudden, that nut up there said, if you'll come up here and give me $100, I'll give you the Holy Ghost. Well, he got up, but he went out the back of the tent. He got in his car, and he came right back here, and he said, now I know why you do things the way you do things. <laughs> this, ain't, this isn't about money. This is never going to be about money. Okay? Somebody said, you know, he owns all the cattle, uh, all the cattle on the hill, and he also owns all the taters in the hill. You know, he just got it all. He's our God, and he wears every hat. He is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. There is no other. He alone is God. Hear me this morning. The Lord thy God is one. You only got to deal with one. He has no desire to hide from you what his intentions are. There is no ulterior motive here. There, there is nothing uh, that is sneaky or cunning or underhanded. He's, we're, we're right out front with you. We're here by God to save you, to bring to you God's salvation that he entrusted his church, the body of Christ, with. And here is a man by the name of the Apostle Peter, and he is up on a rooftop, and he is uh, at a man's house in a certain city, and he's on the man's rooftop. You've heard of rooftop gardens. Well, he had a rooftop 
prayer place and he was up there praying and God gave him a natural vision and God let down like a sheet like you would cover your bed with let down a sheet and on that sheet was all manner of different kinds of beasts and animals if you please of the field and the, and and the voice of the Lord spoke to the apostle Peter and said rise slay and eat ain't no way I ain't doing that God, no, nothing unclean or uncommon ever come in my life. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. No, no, no. And the Lord said, <clears throat> did I just hear you say that, that those animals, those beasts are unclean and common? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And God said, uh, yeah. Well, what I've cleansed, don't you call common and unclean. And the sheep went. And I, I, if my memory serves me right, it happened maybe more than once. A little lingering there because I do believe that sometimes we're a little thick-headed. We're just a tad stubborn. You know, when you send them out to, to do take out the garbage, how many times you have to tell them? You know, you know, we're just a little, you know, and we get easily distracted. Huh? What'd you say? Did you say something? I said, take out the garbage. Oh, okay. And then 10, 10 to 20 minutes later, maybe, maybe, you know, because there's like 46 things between the kitchen and the outside garbage pail where we put the garbage, you know, that it interrupt. You know, there's iPods and there's thumb exercise going on, you know. Oh, yeah. All kinds of things come in our mind. There's the mall. I need to stop right now, don't I? Y'all might just might get convicted. There's all kinds of things that, and there's some legitimate ones. We get flat tires, and we bounce checks. Not here, though, we don't. And, uh, you know, things happen that, that just, you know, throw us off course. But, but the Bible teaches that Peter was told, it's, they're coming, and they're going to knock on your door, and... Uh, you go with them and don't even think about doubting what I'm telling you. So Peter dutifully and humbly and submissively, he went downstairs and answered the door, and here's these men. They've been sent from a, an Italian guy. You know, and the guy is standing at the door. Hey, hey, where's that guy Peter? Huh? I need Peter. I need to take him down over here to my master. Huh? Peter, I got to take him down. The centurion wants him. Huh? Teddy, 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 get him down here. He's Italian. You don't like it? Shout of your face. I slap you. So they were strange. They were different. Peter's looking at them like, whoa, what have I got myself? What are you getting into? What are you thinking, God? Oh, you're going to see what I'm thinking. It's going to be made real clear. And I told you not to doubt. Okay, fellas, lead the way. Here we go. And you six in the church, he started calling out, guys, you come with me. It was probably six others that got spent the day pouting because they didn't get to go. But he chose his six, and off they went. Would have been better to be back there shouting and praying than pouting, but anyway. You know how it is. Some people, when they should be praying, they're spraying. That old skunk spirit comes around, you know. Anyway, Peter follows, uh, he follows these men and down to this Italian man's house, this centurion that has been given a good report that he really is sincere. He's not playing around. He's not trying to play church not playing games. He's not inviting you down there so he can put on a circus and a show and try to convince you how, how spiritual he is. Okay? No, not at all. 
And so he, uh, the Bible said that he gets there, and he said, Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying. I'm not doubting. I'm not saying nothing. I'm, I'm here. My heart is open. He said, And as soon as I was sent for, he said, I ask therefore for what intent you have sent for me. What is your purpose for this action? You sent these fellows to come get me, and I made a long journey to come here. And God has rebuked me on top of that, so I'm still stinging from that. So well, just why do you want me here? Oh, well, you know, today's Italian day, man, and we want you to hear our music, and we want you to have some of our spaghetti. No, 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 no. Nothing like that, not at all. Their intention was really purposeful, spiritual, and serious. Because you know what? He said, he said, Peter, he said, I've got all my family here, and I've got all my near kinsmen and my far kinsmen, in other words. I've got, I've got friends here. I've got acquaintances here. I, people I just met at the post office said, hey, y'all doing anything? Come on over there. i got a special guy coming by. They're all here. He said, We're, we are all here. He didn't exclude himself. He said, we are all here to hear all things commanded thee of the Spirit. Well, you see, Peter now, it all dials in and comes into focus. And I'm here for what Jesus intended. I'm here for what he was thinking when he said everything in motion before the foundation of the world. When he saw the beginning to the end. Before the foundation of the world, when he knew that he was going to have to give me an object lesson on a rooftop to get me to this man's house. And here I am, and these six brethren are looking at me like, Peter, are you going out of bounds on us? What are you doing? But God had already put it all together, and it became crystal clear. I am here to give to you the way of salvation. And Peter preached to them a two- to three-minute sermon concluding with that you can be baptized right in the name of Jesus Christ because he's Lord of all that the spirit is not a respecter of persons don't you call that unclean he's not a respecter of persons he wants all men everywhere to be saved and while Peter yet preached that sermon the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word we're all here to hear what you gotta say And then, and you can remain standing, and then, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on this congregation of people. And, and the Bible said that Peter and the six Jewish brethren that he brought with him, now they're rejoicing, and their unbelief is vanished. Doubt has been casted out completely, because the Bible said, for they heard them speak with tongues magnify God and they said man you know what that's just how it happened to me back there in Acts chapter 2 I get, they're getting the same thing we got man this is great because it's not just a little old us anymore it's open to everybody because God is no respecter of persons black or white yellow or, or red or any color you can come up with any shade any distinction any country any language any continent it makes no difference do you hear me his intentions are for everybody everywhere to be saved. His intentions are for you to repent. That's why he set it all in motion and went through everything. He took 361 stripes on his back for you. 
a crown of thorns two and a half inches thick pressed down into his head. A whole garrison of soldiers spit on him, mocked him and made, he did all of that. What are you thinking? I'm thinking salvation. I'm thinking they'll get to repent. I'm thinking they'll be baptized in Jesus' name and have all their sins forgiven. I'm thinking they'll receive the comforter, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and have life eternal and spend it with me in a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. That's what I'm intending. Acts 2.38 is what Jesus intends for you right here right now. Let's lift our hearts with our hands and let us love him together. I thank you, Jesus. His purpose is fixed. His purpose is firm. No denomination, no champion deceivers will change it. It'll be there on the day of judgment when the throne descends and all stand before it. You will have to give an account. Acts 2.38 will be there to face them. There will be no escaping him who sits upon the throne. There will be no escaping his word. There will be nowhere to run and nowhere to hide and no means to do it if there was. You have an opportunity this morning because you're living in a time of his figuratively, his arms are outstretched. Grace is still here. Mercy is still here. And his intention is still very much in force and clear. It is a new testament, a new covenant you can be a part of it. He wants to put you in his will and he wants you to inherit the things that flesh and blood cannot inherit. You need this spiritual experience. You need the Holy Ghost and fire. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We have two this morning to be baptized the Bible way. Yes, we like to do it the Bible way. It's what's called the, the right way. We're going to do it his way, no matter what anybody says. No matter how much they fight it and resist it and try to talk you out of it, get on the radio and can't quote it straight and try to twist it up somehow, you just stay with the Word of God. You stay with God's Word, God's plan, God's purpose, God's intentions. They are fixed and they are firm and it is forever settled in heaven. It's settled in God's mind and it's settled in His church's mind. I hope and pray you'll get it settled in your mind. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. We love you, Jesus. We're coming to gather around all the men over here. All the ladies here, please come in tight and make room so people aren't left way back in the aisle. We thank God for each and every one of you that are here this morning. Those of you that are coming more and more and those of you first time, we're so glad you're here. Oh, yes, above all else, 